Hello, and welcome to Theralit, Two Dope Therapists. Full disclosure, we don't own the rights to any music you may hear, and please be advised that this is not a substitute for your own personal therapy. Although we are licensed professionals and our answers will be from research and experience, our opinions will be interjected as well. If you feel that therapy is in order, please contact a licensed clinician in your area to start your journey. Now let's get started. Well, hello, Fran. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Doing quite well today. Just a little bit tired, but I hope that you're doing fine. Definitely tired. Yeah, very tired. <laughs> yeah, so let's check in with one another and see how we're both doing. Okay. So, so how are you? I am, hmm, I'm tired. I'm, you know, I'm a little tired, um, mentally drained, but mm-hmm. still, I feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I physically feel good, but just a little, little drained. How are you? So I'm physically trying to get it together. Um, still experiencing a little jet lag. So I went on a little mini trip this week, um, this mm-hmm. past week, I should say. Left mm-hmm. last Sunday, came back on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and went to Vegas. Um, had a really, really good time. But mm-hmm. at the same token, it's like, okay, three-hour time change, then going immediately back to work. I struggled. Okay. I struggled. Yeah. So I'm still trying to get it together. Well, make sure you take a nap today. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going walking after we do this, and then um, I'll lay it down. I usually, Me and Naps have not been able to get together lately for some reason. And when I say lately, it's been over a year since I've really been able to take a nap. What? Yeah, I know, right? I used to, me and Naps used to be like, oh, my God. Naps could have been my husband back in the day. We had a wonderful relationship. <laughs> I can take a nap. I just feel like I'd be missing out on stuff. So I literally can take a nap without any issue. But I just feel like I'm too nosy. No, my issue is just being able to to fall asleep. That's it. I can, I mean, when I would, I would purposely plan a nap, like from two to four, my phone is on do not disturb and I'm going Mm -hmm. down. You love that do not disturb because you can put me down at night. I'd be having questions (laughs) like, okay, so for the podcast, we need to do. God yeah. day, do not disturb. Honey, <laughs> listen, if it's really important, pick up that phone and call me back to back. Okay? Oh but God. that's a part of my self-preservation and self-care that I have to exercise. I swear, that phone usually no later than 9.30 is on do not disturb. Uh-huh. But sometimes it is 8.45 depending on the day. <laughs> and I'll be that like, is so funny. I'm telling you, when I, I tell just you, I don't love that phone. function. Like, if somebody called me and I don't want to talk, I just don't answer the phone. I don't think I've ever used Do Not Disturb. Well, I don't answer the phone sometimes either, but it's also to a situation where sometimes all the alerts go off on your phone. And oh, yeah, else. yeah, yeah. And I just want to check out because, you know, because you I need that. Think, right. And that's mm-hmm. it. And so Do Not Disturb really helps me because I don't want to hear no buzzes, no churns, you know, chirps and chimes or nothing like that. I just <laughs> <Right>. want to. <laughs> Like, if I'm reading a book, I just want to get so immersed in my book. If I am just sitting and talking to God, I just want to have a good old conversation without the zzz, zzz, you know, right. and everything <laughs> else. Because I'm like, oh, no, sir. If I am, if I'm, you know, if if somebody happens to come by or anything like that and we're just having a conversation, I'd like to give undivided attention because we don't mm-hmm. get that anymore. 
Right. That's true. So, you know, that phone would take over our lives to the point where even I told people, I mean, this was just an experiment. I said, so I'm going to do a getaway. And mm-hmm. the, the main thing is in order to get into the spot, you have actually got to put your phone away. Mm-hmm. I had three people literally start shaking in front of me. Oh, my God. When I talked to them about like, they were like, well, what do you mean you got to put the phone away? And I was like. No phones allowed. You just got to be there with the people that you're there with. Enjoy the, uh, being present in the moment. What do you mean? I can be present with my phone. I was like, not if you're no, trying to sit over here not. and get all these shots <laughs> to Instagram right. to do your hashtag, like secret girls trip, you know, and everything else. No, mm-hmm. that's your focus because you're trying to figure out what outfit you're going to put together, what's going to look good on that film, I mean, on the camera, and that you can mm-hmm. post and get the most likes on. You're going to miss the whole opportunity there. So yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. So as I look at my phone, <laughs> you are <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Looking right at it. So talking. It's you know it's it's just a thing. So this week I expect it to be a little bit better, but you know also mm-hmm. just checking in because um I don't you know a lot of times people talk about seasonal affective disorder and they mm-hmm. think it's a joke. That it's thing real. is real because I very real. struggle. When it starts getting dark at like Man, 5 o'clock, listen. I am no good. Nope. No good. Or when I can't have any sunshine and it just starts to either get overcast Miserable. and or rainy and dreary, Miserable. I really have to work extra hard. And so mm-hmm. right yep, now it is very real. get my mind together about it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's coming. <laughs> it is coming. And so oh, it's almost like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. Uh, seasonal affective <laughs> disorder is coming. Okay. It's coming. It's round so, bed. Yes. So I'm just trying to get myself together for that too. So because we are in October, can't believe this is October fourth. I know. My yeah. baby is turning 21 this month. Oh, oh my, my gosh! Happy birthday! I'm early. excited, but I'm like, oh, 21. Yep. Oh, but it, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of him. But that's good. Today is my play brother's birthday, Milan mm-hmm. Rose the second. Mm-hmm. He uh he just old, but um <laughs> so wow. just want to shout him out on his birthday. I know he's gonna be listening, and I'm gonna get the nastiest text message ever. But whatever, <laughs> love you to life and beyond, sir. But um, all right, so we got now we got funny uh, stories from the therapist couch. So what's up? Give me a story, Zan, because I couldn't think of one this week. Okay, so um, intensive in home. <laughs> Um, at first had just moved to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a job as a team lead and the county I will not name, mm-hmm. but it, <laughs> you know, was not favorable for us. Mm-hmm. And so I was already nervous going because one, I'm new to the city, definitely, you know, just nervous about the whole atmosphere of this county. Mm-hmm. So I get there and I follow the girl that I'm, you know, I'm taking her place. Okay. So she's taking me to introduce me to this client. I get there. And as I get out of my car, she's telling me, you know, it just know it's really nasty in this house. Oh God. <laughs> she's like, it's like oh, nasty. No, so I'm like, Lord. Lord, why did she tell me this before we left? So get in the house. There literally, I don't even know how many dogs were in there. Ooh. And there was poop. Ooh. So one of the dogs, you know how they kind of jump up on you. Uh, There's poop on my pants. Uh-uh. And I'm trying to focus, but I'm like, I just, there's no focusing going on. It's just not going to happen. So I tell the girl, I'm like, I'm going to run out to my car real quick so that I can, you know, get something to wipe my pants off. 
Girl, why did I lock the keys in the car? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So not only can I not leave if I really wanted to, now I got to wait for AAA. It was just, it was terrible. (laughs) It was just terrible. So I'm standing outside talking to AAA, poop on my pants. Oh, no. Like, it was just, it was awful. (laughs) So needless to say, I didn't stay on that job too long. Well, yeah, you know, not when you get sit over there, you know, you got that accessory called poop. Uh-uh, no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That was just, that was some county. That's all I could say. No. Some county. But it's so- They gave us warnings and stuff, like, uh-huh. you know, try not to be out there when it's dark. And oh. I was like, okay, so now it's time for me to just quit, because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that with y'all. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. So that was the end of that job. Oh no! See, a lot of my friends though that I've known have done uh, intensive in home. They all have a, a a lock key in the in the car stored for some reason. Girl, so it's so many things that you have to think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be safe no matter what you do or where you choose to meet your clients. Right. But there's that extra layer when you're going into someone's house. Um, that is just. It's nuts. Yeah. It's just nuts. It definitely One of the is. girls I was working with, the, the client left, had a pet squirrel. Uh-uh. Why? I don't know. And let the thing loose on her. What? <laughs> Girl, uh-uh. squirrel uh-uh. tore her up. What? You hear me? <laughs> Not the Kung Fu squirrel. No. Uh-uh. Girl, squirrel tore her up. Dang, little Scrappy. What she, in the world? She quit that day. She was done. Oh my God! Yeah, well, mm, mm, mm. the craziness of the county. I see. That's all I can say about that. Mm. All right. right. Yeah. So we're gonna get ready for our questions today. We got some more really good questions to answer, Um, and some of these, you know, they really challenge this, especially this first one. Um, because I had to actually go read up on this stuff. Um, we came into, you know, it's it's something that we see, we just didn't realize that it had been termed as such. And so, you know, without further ado, I won't keep you, um, holding too long to figure out what we're talking about, but we hear the phrase toxic masculinity quite often. How about toxic femininity? So we really had to research that to really understand what it is. We see it in certain behaviors, especially that comes into our office, as well as some diagnoses, right? But we didn't realize that it was actually a term for it, right? So we had to get a little educated. Mm-hmm. And so, Zen, you want to start or you want me to start? Um, Go ahead. You can start. Okay. So with toxic femininity, yes, it is a thing, first of all. Right. And basically, um, based upon an article that I read in Psychology Today, the definition is um, when one person works to the benefit of others, but to the detriment of themselves. Uh, it says it can appear as forms of depression, exhaustion, or wildly illogical solutions to complex problems. Um, and so, in order, and, and also it goes to say, by toxic uh, femininity is to the benefit of others, and the writer um, nearly always means to the benefit of men. Um, and so it's basically when we play ourselves or women who take a subservient role, um, who basically please, 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 uh, doing different things to make a man happy or men happy, 
um, and sometimes others happy as well. So it can go. It sounds like people pleasing in a way, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then it takes on that extra gender role of, okay, well I'm in pain, but I'm going to make sure that you're good before I even address it. If I ever address my pain, that's what I was going to say. If they ever address okay. it, uh-huh. and so um, it can be it, it 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 the message to self is it decreases the self worth. Mm-hmm. Um, your value is not even acknowledged nor recognized, and mm-hmm. it, the real value of the person is not uh, recognized by of, by themselves. Mm-hmm. So forget other people, because they it's almost like a willingly giving themselves away. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so um, yes, it exists, mm-hmm. um, and even in situations where um, I kind of look at it as. I don't know, the, the thing that comes to mind sometimes is we we nurture and we coddle our little boys, but we don't necessarily do the same for our little girls. Mm-hmm. We teach them this whole level of independence and different things like that. And like, oh, you got to be strong. You got to do this, that and the other. And you got to take care of your family. Mm-hmm. That message kind of translates in some cases that, oh, well, everybody else matters more than I do. So I always have to focus right. on everybody else. Mm-hmm. And everybody else's happiness, their needs. Right. And so that can become extremely um, toxic behavior because we completely ignore ourselves and won't address it. And then therefore we're constantly seeking validation um, and meaning th- through and by others. And it's just, I think the whole, you know, I think of so many things actually, but one of the first things that comes to mind is, as you said earlier, grooming girls to take care of mm-hmm. men. Um, mm-hmm. Not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but it, the problem is if when you're taking care of him and he's not taking care of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it becomes. No problem. reciprocity. And I just don't, I don't know that I would want to be with somebody who would want me to be in a subservient role in order for his ego to be met. Like that would that's be a good. problem for me because mm-hmm. if you're that insecure that you need me to put my goals on hold, or you need me to not do um, the things that make me happy in order for you to feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. We have a narcissistic situation going on. Ma'am, I was just going to say. And, that. you know, toxic femininity. Oh, I got it. I said it right. I've been struggling yes, to say that word all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Gold star for Zen. makes you a target for a narcissist. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're just insecure people who are looking for someone to um, stroke their ego and make them feel better about themselves. And so, um, you know, that's what I do dang near all day, every day is work with individuals who have been victimized by narcissists. And they don't even realize the situation that they're in a lot of times because of the way that they were groomed and the way that they were raised. Mm -hmm. And it's Um, just normal. And it's normal. But then they don't realize, you know, they come in because they're exhausted, they're tired, they feel crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's typically because of that toxic femininity, um, the role that they feel like they have to play for that that spouse. And so it's a it's a real sad situation. But again, I just I wouldn't want to be with somebody who would want me to put my stuff on hold or you can't make more money than me or you can't. Mm -hmm. I got time for that. Like, yeah. That's that's really an insecurity in that person. That's beyond this insecurity, though. I think right. I think insecurity is is really minimizing the depths that right. narcissistic, you know, that that narcissistic victims experience with a narcissist. Um, it is 
terrible so having dated several narcissists and didn't know it but mm-hmm. always figure like what is going on with this person mm-hmm. mm. you know because my my situation was the fact of people meet me and because my personality comes through it's like I draw people I attract people mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that, you know, drew them to me. Then all of a sudden I have to cage it for them to feel okay. Right. For them to be you comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was, that was my struggle a lot until I realized what I was dealing with. Because mm-hmm. as a woman, we're, you know, we're taught that, you know, the opposite of what you were saying earlier about, mm-hmm. you know, being strong, being independent. Yeah. So mm-hmm. many women are groomed to be weak, to, to appear weak. So you, when you're in these relationships with these men, you might be one of the most intelligent people on the planet and mm-hmm. smarter than him, but you have to play it down because you don't want to make him feel less than a man. <laughs> yeah. Know, or, you know, like, the repercussions, mm-hmm. it's the repercussions that come back when you do speak up sometimes, mm-hmm. but I, you know, so I, I don't so know many directions saying. you can go in with this. Yes. And especially when we started talking about this and narcissism, but, um, and religion, yeah, true. We and, throw and society, religion in there. Ooh. Yeah, and society overall, though. I mean, because there's a little t- narcissism in everything. Right. Right. Exactly. And so we don't acknowledge that because we always look at the the drastic and the bad sides. But right. There's narcissism in everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like I was not necessarily. I wasn't growing up. I was, I was, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. told if you're educated, it's okay to be smart. Right. Now, because I was an outspoken child, mm-hmm. though. Then it was like, well, do you have to say everything? Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where the shutdown and the paradox happened for me. So it was like, okay, well, am I supposed to speak or am I not supposed to speak? Right. So, and I still sometimes uh, struggle with that. And it's just like, you know what? It is kind of what it is. And this right. is, what this is it what's is on today. my mind. And that's what I'm going right. to say. Right. And that's what I roll with. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so if people don't like it, then people don't like it. If they love it, then fine. But either at the end of the day, I know I do this every day of I'm happy with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm okay where I am. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I accept fully who I am today. Now mm-hmm. she could be different tomorrow. <laughs> right. Very clear. She could be very different tomorrow. Uh-huh. But I also give myself that grace and flexibility to do so. Right. But and just, you know, the whole gender role thing. I think mm-hmm. I was raised very much um, in a, in a household with gender roles. Yeah. And, you know, wife cooks, cleans, folds the clothes, does, you know, and, and granted, if that works for you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being married to somebody who is not uh, really gender, uh, gender conformist, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was lost <laughs> mm-hmm. when I first got married. Like, what, what do you mean? You cook better than me? Like what? And not be able to just appreciate the fact that he wanted to do those things for me. I felt lost because yes, I felt like that God was my husband. role. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if I'm not cooking, then how do I, how do I take care of him? Because, you know, the age old tale of, you know, the way you love your husband is through his stomach. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. he goes to, he gonna find somebody else. Cause I can't right. cook. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just so the thing, the messages that we're taught growing up as, as young girls into what women is just, it's very, very interesting when you really start to break down the messages that you were told that you didn't even really realize were a problem until you, you know, got older and started to educate yourself. That is so true. Mm -hmm. But then, and you know, you bring up an interesting topic with that one because we know about that saying, you know, way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Mm -hmm. But do we even have one about women? Did we what? I didn't hear you. Is there one about women? Mm, No. Right. None. Mm -mm. So somebody out there who knows about one, 
Let, let us, us know. Yeah, because I really can't com. think of one. Right. That's why I was like, there's not one for women. So let us know at Theralit at Outlook.com. Okay? Because we would definitely love that one. I would love to hear that. Because now I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to look that up. Right. Because when you said really it, I was like, it. there is not one for women. Because it's what, the, the, loving him through his, his stomach, feeding him well. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. making sure that you know you have sex with him any way he wants because uh-huh. then you'll find somebody else if you don't uh-huh. um, oh my gosh there's a laundry list uh-huh. it's crazy. always yeah so I'm like give us something about the women here yeah so if you do know again I know right uh-huh. okay so next question why are people so against becoming educated on sensitive topics Oh, ma'am and ma'am. What we were just talking about. Talking about. That's one of them. Especially this year, we've had a lot of sensitive topics come up. So I just think, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I think that ignorance is bliss Mm -hmm. for some people. um, Because if I know better, I have to do better. And and there is a certain expectation that comes along with accountability and understanding now that I need to do something different. Um, and so I think that sometimes people just, you know, I'm pretty sure you've encountered it in therapy where, Mm -hmm. you know, you can go over certain aspects of a topic, a sensitive topic, and they just don't want to change that behavior because it's too hard. Um, and they just refuse to do it. Um, so I think that part of it is, you know, ignorance being bliss. I think it also is, it can be so deeply rooted Mm-hmm. in the way that you were raised that you actually feel like you're doing something wrong by changing that dynamic or just don't believe the information that you're receiving to do it differently. I will definitely agree with that. Cause when uh, to me is uh, people personalize it mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, I'm throwing it out there because we have literally since um, Memorial day, uh, the unfortunate killing of uh, Mr. George Floyd mm-hmm. has brought about, you know, this whole, race um equality and different things like that revolution uh here in the states and around the world honestly and so it's the debate of just using the term black lives matter Mm -hmm. if i say black lives matter i'm not saying that you don't matter (laughs) but here's a focus of another person where it's like okay we've had an experience in this country through umpteen generations Mm -hmm. that have shown us that we have not mattered and we have not I mean honestly for a large number we were three-fifths of a person so we didn't even really matter that much okay we were still listed as property with the age next to a dog that actually had a name and we didn't Mm -hmm. so if I say the black lives matter and people want to sit there and be like no all lives matter well, if all lives matter, then it can't matter until a black life matters. Right. I'm not saying that you as an individual, because you may have a different ethnicity, race, whatever, aren't now a beneficiary of that matter. Right. What I am saying is you've always mattered. Right. <laughs> right. You That's have always mattered. That's the key. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and now people are realizing the significance of how I haven't, or people who look like me have Mm -hmm. not. Okay. And so I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not saying that now you got to, you basically walk away from your house and give me a reparation. I am not saying that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's just like, it's not necessarily, it's not always about you. And when we personalize it, we make everything about Mm -hmm. us. 
it's okay for it to be about somebody right. else. Because when it's about somebody else, then you take away the, you know, the sting of it sometimes. And then also you become open in understanding somebody else's perspective. Right. You'll never be able to walk in my shoes. Right. Even, even another person of color can never walk in my shoes. We may have similar experiences, but I, because of the way that I was raised, grew, whatever you want to call it, we'll always experience things differently. Mm-hmm. Right. So the thing is, is just like take yourself out of it and let it be about somebody right. else. And also just the fear of the backlash of making the change is yes, also something true. that I see is, you know, people know that they need to make certain changes. They need to do things differently. But how will mm-hmm. my family feel about that change? How will mm-hmm. what will my marriage look like with this mm-hmm. change? Um, and so I think, you know, it's just it's so much easier to stay in your comfort zone, to live in your box um, and not challenge yourself. Well, for some people, that's not true for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, right, for some no. people, it's just more comfortable to stay in your box and, and not challenge yourself mm-hmm. to do um, things that are outside of what you know or to try different yeah. things. You know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of sad to see um, when mm-hmm. you know that you're working with someone who is right on the cusp of doing wonderful, great things, but can't get outside of that box to do it. Yeah. Or, you know, overall a nice person, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you're holding true to these, these beliefs and values because this is what you have. And, and, and I, I don't want to minimize, you know, these truths and these right. values because this is how we, you know, formulate our opinions and different things like that. So they do matter and they matter a lot. But what I am saying, it's okay to challenge those too. Right. To say, okay, are they really correct? Although they've been deeply held, mm-hmm. are they actually correct and are they beneficial? Are they beneficial is the key. If it ain't working, you got to try Basically. something different. And it's mm-hmm. okay. And it, again, it's not personal. It doesn't mean you are a bad person. It just means nope. that it's not working and let's do something different. That's all. And it's okay to be open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, try different things. you know, yeah, and and be open to other people's experiences and pain because mm-hmm. it doesn't neglect yours. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? All it says is there's more pain out there than yours. Mm-hmm. Remove the I and become a we, and we can do something different. And it just it's difficult to see the opposite end of the coin for, for instance, with Black Lives Matter, to, to know that mm-hmm. there are people out there that just refuse to see you as a person. Yeah. They just won't do it. Even though none of their logic makes sense, they just yep. refuse to do it. And that in itself can be a go. painful experience. Oh, it is a painful so experience. It's, you know, I think that sometimes it's just easier for people to stay in their box because that's all they know. Yeah. And so in that case, like you said, ignorance is bliss. But, well, ignorance is bliss until a certain extent, but. Right. <laughs> but again, it's, you know, it's about going out there and getting the knowledge. You know what I mean? You, you have to actually go mm-hmm. out there and look for answers sometimes. It's, you know, everything's not going to be right in front of you. So going out go. there and finding the answers to the questions that you have. Actually, you know, in a session, I tell my clients all the time, don't just take my word for it. Look it up. You know, make sure that you're sure. looking up what I'm telling you so that you see that these are the changes that I need to make because I, I know that this would benefit me, not just because you told me. Absolutely. And, you know, even with books that we read and stuff like that, I'm like, um, you need to go mm-hmm. buy this book, yep. please, please. 
because this is really going to be beneficial for you and your family. Right. So, okay. Trivia. We got trivia coming up. Okay. So today's show is going to be good times. Yes. Ain't we lucky we got them. Now, Okay, here go the question, and I don't know the answer to this, so you can really tell me anything. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what are they saying in the song when they be like, nah, 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 nah. You know what oh, they're about? saying? Yeah, oh. <laughs> what are they saying? I have no idea what they're saying. It's like, um, hanging in the gutter. Um, oh, Girl, I thought they were saying something about a jury. No, no, they're saying, <laughs> they say, keeping your head above water, making the way that you can, temporary layoff, good times, easy credit rip off, good times. Okay, yeah, so scratching and surviving. surviving. There you go. Okay. Hanging in a <laughs> <laughs> no idea what this Girl, is. wait. I don't know what it is. I really don't know. And I, I probably like should have gutter, it up. Hanging in the gutter? I mean, because they have a good band of projects. I don't know. I swore I, they were saying something about a jury. I don't know. I'm Girl, have to look I don't up. think that they said anything about a jury. But okay, so we just got... <laughs> can we get a next, please? Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll follow up next time on that one. Okay. So, in what year did Good Times make its debut on television? 1974. Okay. Let me see. This one is kind of a... During the Lunch Money ripoff episode, Florida and James wondered why Michael was always so hungry after school. It turns out that he was giving his lunch money to a bully. What was the name of the bully? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't remember that. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Okay. That name sounds Eddie familiar. was amazed to learn that Michael had a live-in father mm. and was taking his money. Okay, that, that one's really hard. It's hanging in and jiving. That's what it's... Okay, hanging so, in and jiving. Yes. What? Yes. Girl, I just knew it was something about a jury. Girl, no. I think I'm going to keep saying jury. Okay. Hanging in and jiving. It just sounds better. <laughs> Oh my God! And listen, we always make up our own lyrics, so that's a part you know. That's that's always a good thing. But anyway, uh huh. Okay. Cheryl Lee Ralph mm-hmm. appeared as JJ's former girlfriend visiting Chicago. What was her character's name? Is that girl Savannah? Mm-mm. Can, can, well, can I get a a, a a B and a C and a D? Okay, I'm gonna have to make it up because it ain't none. Um. Oh Jesus. Mm-hmm. A Beulah. Mm-mm. B. Vanessa. Okay, keep going. C. Um, Loretta. Loretta. No. It's not. <laughs> no, it's Vanessa. Vanessa. Girl, I was like, why did Loretta on there? But Loretta sounded somebody that would have been on there. Girl, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm like, didn't he, I think he dated a Loretta on there before. But also, so would Beulah sound like it would be on there too. No, I don't. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That's on, that, now, that's a name straight off. I know why the cage bird sings. Uh-uh. No. 
the world. Oh my no, God. No, no, no. You look bad, girl. <laughs> Ooh, help it, Jesus. Okay. I'm on. Okay. That's These deep. are hard. Yes, they um, are. Shoot. I'm trying to find an easier <laughs> one. Um, how, how would JJ describe Thelma? <laughs> he would call her ugly. Um, <laughs> He would always dog her. He would always be like, that's why you, you know, he would always go off on her. Huh. This one says a horrible cook. Oh, yes. Yeah, she she made everybody horrible, horrible meals. Yes, she did. Yeah, because she was a horrible cook. Um, and everybody talked about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible meals. But like I was t- saying earlier, I just, I really wasn't a huge Good Times fan. And I know you almost cut me when I said that, but. I, mm. I just wasn't. I don't know what it was about it that I mean it was funny sometimes, but I only uh, really remember Penny getting burned. Girl, that was such that's a classic. sad episode. Yes, yeah, so that was classic. And even when um <laughs> even when her mother came back after she started dating that guy with some money and she had that rabbit fur coat on. <laughs> girl, listen. I was like, anytime I see some nah, nah, nah. I am not trying to step on nobody's toes when I say this, but now. Nah. <laughs> Every time I see somebody with a rabbit fur coat or something that look like it, I'd be like, oh, that go Penny's mama. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> girl, because I'd be like, oh, girl. And back in the 70s, she was sugar shy, but come up to the 90s and the 2000s? Hello? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thinking of a rabbit right. coat. Well, dude, you're not a, you didn't watch the Parkers. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Because she had a rabbit <laughs> coat that she used to have in her closet, and every time she grabbed it, the fur would Paul, girl, listen, because that's what a rabbit fur did. Hello, me and one of my friends used to be like, they're going to rabbit. Oh, <laughs> stop it! Oh my god, I can't with you. I can't. Oh, sorry, I just can't. going back down memory lane. But this, I used to love this show. This is one of my favorites. This Jefferson's, um, different strokes, um. All of them. I used to love all those shows. So, okay, yeah, one more. Okay, how did the dad die? He died in an accident, a, a trucking accident. Wow. Okay. Because they were supposed to be moving to Arizona or something like that. They were supposed to be moving. I know they was getting out them projects. They always thought they were getting out the projects, though. Mm-hmm. And it never happened. No, it didn't. That was a sad episode because I will never forget it when she dropped that dog on uh, Crystal Punchbowl. Mm. <laughs> Come on, Florida. Was that the damn, damn, damn? Yes. <laughs> damn, come damn, damn. Girl, listen. That's when you felt her pain. You felt her pain. Florida. Mm. Lord, see, every time I watch the episode, I, I still cry. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Girl. I'm not, listen, because that one just be getting me. I'll be yeah. like, Lord, Are Lord. They just, girl, listen. She was, I was like, they almost made it. And then he died. So yeah. yeah, listen, I be broke you up. You are Some for real, uh, girl. Let me tell you, when I watch a different world, when I watch the episode when uh, Dwayne and Whitley got married, I will still yell and scream at that TV like I ain't never seen yeah, it. Because that's good. That was just really good. Oh my god. Yeah. So that was a good episode. And then, but I, I had a friend. I got a friend of mine who who sees that episode very differently, and. um I'm, I'm gonna have to reach out to her because she put it on Instagram. And when she said it, I was like, you know what? That makes you mean a when James died? No, on about? a different world. Oh, I've grown and went back to 
um no Mm-mm. the original show nah. we were talking about <laughs> no but anyway mm-hmm. okay okay So, question number three. How to communicate with a mate that always shuts down? That can be taken so many different ways. I mean, because I have so many questions that come to mind when I read that question. Mm -hmm. Because a shutdown can be a coping skill. It can be a way to control. It can do a lot of different things. And I'm going to read a quote that I got off of Instagram from Love Marriage Coffee page. And it says, a relationship cannot improve if you don't provide your partner with a safe and open space to express their needs and concerns. If you continue to perceive your partner communicating as an attack, you're never going to get anywhere. Humble yourself and listen to your to their needs. So when I initially read that, you know, it hit me in a lot of different ways. I was like, okay, so with this question, so my first question is, are we giving our partner a safe space to even communicate? Or are we just nagging, yelling, screaming? Is it always an argument, different things like that? Um, Because sometimes people can't think all at once. They need to absorb the information, formulate a thought, and then communicate it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come easy to some people. Right. So are we giving them the space to actually hear us, think about it, and then respond? Or are we an on-demand person where we got to have it right then? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, if we, are, we want them to communicate, are we actually listening? Or are we listening to defend? So it's almost mm-hmm. like you got your rebuttal and everything. Before they even is, finish. Right. You know what I'm saying? So are we doing all that or is this a form of control? Meaning in narcissistic um, relationships. That's stonewalling as a beast. That, ma'am, listen, and it can be a whole thing to break through. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it, it, and, and it's not a lot of times, most times the other person who's trying to communicate walks away feeling frustrated, mm-hmm. confused, angry, and then and, also and there's hurt. a lot of hurt. Yeah, a lot of um, hurt is there. But also, you know, with, with that, when it's abusive, usually uh-huh. it's for the person who wants the answer to, to kind of grovel for it. Yes. You know, that person wants them to beg them to talk, beg them mm-hmm. to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, that's to be why they walk chase. away feeling so bad is, you know, yeah. you never know what to say to the person in the first place. And so there goes the eggshell walking and mm-hmm. all of that ridiculous stuff that goes along with narcissism. Absolutely. Um, but I just, I think, you know, the big question is why are they shutting down? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you presenting the question that you want answered? Sure. Because nonverbal communication is probably more um, profound than what you're actually saying Absolutely. to the person, um, depending on how that person was raised. You know, if they grew up in an abusive home, they're shutting down because you're now triggering that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but and I find a lot of times it is really basically what you said initially is that the person is just, they process slower. That's mm-hmm. all. You know what I mean? It isn't that they don't want to answer the question, but they want to give you a, an answer that is worth you hearing. They don't want to just tell you anything just to answer the question. So they need time to think about it and process it. And oftentimes you just hear that nagging, you know, well, are you going to tell me what's the answer? What's the answer? And 
at that point they've already shut off they don't want to talk anymore and there you go because i also think this involves too just thinking about it understanding your partner's love language Mm -hmm. because words of affirmation people Mm-hmm. words of affirmation people every word matters it's not one little piece of the sentence it's every word right and so they're very calculated about their words and responses mm-hmm. and so they do need extra time because they're trying to make sure like okay is my this is my message are these words going to convey it what if this person doesn't receive it the same way i want it to Okay, now I'm looking at this person and they just roll their eyes. Oh my God, right. they're upset with me. So how can I get myself out of this? And mm-hmm. they're still trying to formulate a whole thought, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes, you know, it's, it's okay to have time where you meet, you bring up a concern, mm-hmm. but then you take a break, give that person time to really think about it. And then you come back and you talk about it and you, you kind of continue. That's why I, with my couples and, um, when I do marital therapy, I always suggest the journal mm-hmm. that they go out together and they buy a journal mm-hmm. that they both like, mm-hmm. and it becomes the communication journal. So those topics that are a little more difficult to verbalize, yep. you write it down in the journal, you put it on your partner's pillow, mm-hmm. and they know exactly what it's for. And then they have an opportunity to read it think about it, process it. Mm -hmm. They can either write back in the journal to you or at the end of the day, you should be having some type of communication with your spouse. And that becomes the time for them to talk about what was written in the journal because they've now had an opportunity to think about it. So I think journal work is amazing Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with someone who finds it a little more difficult to communicate because they need more time to process. Oh, absolutely. Because if you, I mean, I like journaling anyway, because then you can go back and you can see some of the the progress you made, but then also Mm -hmm. patterns of um, concern. Um, And so, um, you know, that's a way for them to go back and look and say, oh, we did, we, we, we addressed this before and this is how we did Mm -hmm. it. But then also please make sure if you do that, that because that one person who is actually writing in the journal is being very vulnerable. Right. Honor them by responding. Right. You know, because right. then that would be that would be if it was you know a more abusive quality. Well, it could be, or a person who just avoids p- the potential of conf- confrontation, and it doesn't even have to be a confrontation. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, oh, they done wrote something in the book, right? Oh, <laughs> right. And you know what? I always encourage them when I when I tell them, make sure that you're also putting things in there, like you know, I really yep. missed you today, or I really loved you, so that the the journal doesn't become a point of contention. Mm-hmm. Or every time they see the journal, it's they think problem. that it's something that they did wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but just, it makes it so much easier for the person to read it and yeah. conceptualize their thoughts before they respond. So absolutely. That's and always a good tool and technique. Yeah. And if they need to reread it a couple of times too, that's a good mm-hmm. advantage right there. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, um, let me see. When do you cut a family member off that's in denial regarding drug abuse? Mm. Ooh, heavy. When do you cut a family member off that's in denial regard? You know, I'd, the first thing that comes to mind is when that person has gotten to a point that it is now affecting your daily living activities, mm-hmm. when it's affecting your mental health. Um, it's It's just... It's a hard question because it often depends on who the family member is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because that, that, that can just be difficult to do. Well, I think in you any situation I mean? where you're talking about cutting off somebody who's a loved one, it can That's be difficult. difficult. You know? Very, very difficult to do. Um, but drug abuse, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would say when it, when it gets to a point that it is sabotaging your life, the mm-hmm. things that, you know, you need to do, your mental health for sure, mm-hmm. obviously physical if, Absolutely. You know, if, if there's a physical aspect to this, um, that's definitely grounds to cut the person off. Um, but it's just, you know, being sensitive to the person who has to do the cutting off and understanding that it just isn't easy to do. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do, especially if it's a child. Ooh. Well, yeah, you know, and I think I don't have that experience, but I know that there are millions of people, unfortunately, who do. Um, and my thing is, when do you cut them off? Um, I think everybody has a limit. Now, what's healthy is also defined by what, what is healthy for me is different for what is healthy, you know, potentially what's healthy for you. Right. Um, my thing is I can encourage them. Mm -hmm. Um, I can, you know, be there to listen. I'm like, if you want to get help, I would take you to go through detox. You know, we will go to, you know, the rehab facility and different things like that. Um, now, what's unhealthy for me, and I know this is me personally, okay? So, I just need people to understand that this is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. When stuff come up missing that I don't work for. <laughs> what? Or has so been funny to me. Or. <laughs> this is not funny. It's, I mean, but, I, uh, yeah. but it's the uh, truth. It's the truth. It's the truth, you know, or something that was very sentimental that I, right. you know, the person is gone. And I will never be able to get it back. And now it's gone. Mm-hmm. I got to let you go. Mm-hmm. Now, can I work through the process of forgiving? Absolutely. Right. Could we potentially repair this relationship after you get clean? Mm-hmm. We probably could. However, the, because, and I'm not saying anybody else doesn't, but I work hard for what I get. Right. Um, when I buy myself things, things have meaning and they matter. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are like, well, those are just things. Oh. That's true. However, when you are saving and you know the story behind each piece, mm-hmm. you, you know, different things like that, they can, they can take on a little bit more. So if you took my sweater, okay, I could you know, be like, I really did like that chartreuse, but okay, I can live without it. Mm-hmm. But for instance, my grandmother has a I have a, uh, the only thing I have from my mother's mother is a China teacup and it has such an intricate design on it. And I know that thing is worth money. If, if, if I had a loved one who was on drugs, who stole that from me, Mm -hmm. Jesus going to have to save you. Can of whoop ass. Honey, listen. Um, Few kids. And that, that would hurt me because that's all I have physically left of my grandmother. Right. Right. That was actually given to me. And so I can't, you know, it, it, it won't be that, oh, girl, you know, I know, I don't know nothing. Um, yeah, I don't, um, I think that's why I chose not to work in drug and alcohol. Yes, a lot. Because it's a lot. It is. Lot. I, I did so um, many layers. I worked in an adult rehab center for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And I, at first I thought it was going to struggle um, because it was um, adult male rehab. Mm-hmm. And I... Um, previously I struggled with being around a large group of men. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what to expect, different things like that. And I'm not even, I'm just saying a large group of men. I'm not saying anybody who has a condition or is battling substance or dual diagnosis or anything like that. Right. And so going in there, it was always a poker face. But I will say this, that it was one of the best experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I had it. And I learned a lot from those men who invited me into their, their, their lives and their story. Right. Um, but, and, and just some of the detriment that, you know, they were going through with, mm-hmm their loved ones trying to repair relationships um the amount of time of relapse too because right. that for i mean and this is a consistent slogan a part of recovery is relapse mm-hmm. okay and so just understand that they may make a mistake and it is just a mistake but then you also have to have the big heart too to be able to if you open the door back to them mm-hmm. it's going to be a part of it but right and, and knowing the difference between you know yes. honest relapse mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know manipulation Mm -hmm. so something totally different i think for this one though um this one was a hard one for me this was because it's 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 like so many different ways and you you can see so many different um you know situations that this could go into Mm -hmm. um but whatever to me it's like whatever the 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 person who's doing the cutoff when it stops when you feel like there is uh, a situation where it's unhealthy, it's toxic, anything like that, then, then is where, and I'm, and I don't want to, and when I say healthy, I don't want you to be, if you're a people pleaser, you could go down the road uh, with this person. Right. That's not healthy. Right. Enabling. Yes. Just not isn't healthy. And, and understanding yes. again, there's so many dynamics to this, but mm-hmm. understanding that you are enabling. Mm-hmm. I think and a lot a certain, of people don't realize that they're enabling a behavior. They really think they're helping. Exactly. And we also see the person and not, not the substance. Right. And so, you know, so sometimes that makes us hold on a little bit longer because at a certain part, point, it becomes, if it goes so long, the substance is taken over and they're going to do everything for that substance. And the, and the person, unfortunately, almost gets stunted and stops. Mm-hmm. And so substance takes over. And so you got to understand the difference. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. That is really, really tough. Any kind of abuse mm-hmm. when you have to cut a family member off is just, it's hard. It's very, mm-hmm. very difficult. And, you know, that's why people go back so many times yeah. to that, you know, that loved one or that relationship, because it's it's just really difficult to do. Yeah. So having so, a compassionate yeah. heart for someone who is in the process of trying to break that relationship mm-hmm. off um you know being compassionate and in, in, in trying to understand the entire dynamic of the situation and not be judgmental yes. about um that person finding difficulty in cutting that person off absolutely and so and and again understanding um you know and defining what is healthy you may want to see a therapist about it right. because you know, again, we have patterns of uh, family of origin that we normalize and we're like, oh, okay, we don't see nothing different. But uh, a therapist can help you understand like, um, no, that's that's dysfunctional and mm-hmm. that's toxic. And you are becoming this person in your family. Right. And um, and not only that, this is the other side of the quote. We talked about it a little bit earlier today. When someone cuts a family member off, mm-hmm. respect their choice. Please yes. stop asking people to re-invite an abuser in their life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's hard enough to have to do it and when you finally get to a place 
that you cut that person off and start to enjoy the peace associated with doing so. The last Mm -hmm. thing you need is for someone to try to guilt you back into that relationship because of their inability to understand the abuse or the dynamic. Mind your business. Uh, Pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah, and know your role because manipulation comes in all forms. Right. And so that innocuous and innocent question of, oh, have you talked to such and such lately? Don't mean that you got to now act on it and say, hey, such and such uh, talk, you know, asked about you. Right. Why don't you get them a call? Leave it alone. Because just like they called you, they can call that person. Right. And sometimes they are, they are actually uh, violating a boundary. Exactly. And getting you involved. Mm-hmm. So know your role and understand the dynamic that's going on because you get wholly caught up in some stuff and you ain't know nothing was, nothing was happening. Right. So it's just, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot to mind your business, um, you know, but you just don't know what you're triggering when you ask that question. You don't mm-hmm. know, you know, specifically if sometimes, you know, people want you to get back in that type of relationship because they're in they're in one or yes. they haven't made peace with a relationship that they have and mm-hmm. they don't want to be alone. Yeah, you know, so they want you to be back mm-hmm. in it too, so that we can be confused and chaotic together. Um, yeah. So you know, the best thing to do is if you don't understand what's going on or why that family member cut that person off, just stay, stay out, out of it. it. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And if that family member calls and says, and your answer is give them the gift of no. Yeah. Mm, no. Nope. And you, you, you might want to do that yourself. Mm-hmm. Nope. Or when's the last time you checked on them? Right. So. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's difficult to have to do that. And so working through the pain of having to do that um, is enough. You know, the Absolutely. extra layer of guilt is, is not necessary. It's too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's crushing because that can set somebody back. Mm-hmm. Tremendously. So. Mm-hmm. so that wraps up another episode. episode. Number four. I can't believe we're on the fourth episode. Like, I know. Sometimes I'm still like, am I really a podcaster? Like, we really doing this thing. Yes, we are. And people are loving it and enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm excited about the feedback that I get. um, Yep. That, you know, we're helping people, but also doing it. And it's just fun. (laughs) Right. So this is a part of self-care for us. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yes. Oh, and just, you know, let everybody know, we've actually gone international. Yes, we have. We have had people listen to us in Europe. As other, um, I'm sorry. Say and that again. I was also, I'm sorry. Oh, you funny. So we've had people listen to us for, uh, who live in Europe, as well as other U.S. territories. So yes, thank you, everybody who is listening. Please listen, share, mm-hmm. shout spread it the out. word, spread the word. Yes. So we definitely appreciate you guys being our listening audience. We continue to grow each time. Mm-hmm. We would like some additional questions. We've got, we've got several more to, uh, to answer, but please send them to Theralit at outlook.com. Mm-hmm. And that's T H E R A L I T at um, outlook.com. And so we definitely don't forget to send in the, to the thing, the, the, what were we talking about earlier? Oh, about the women. Like, so, you know, again, to recap, you know, there's this uh, old adage that says the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Does anybody know any adages about women besides us being nagging and stuff like that? But, um, you know, something to a woman's heart. So we would love, love, love. And also just give us some feedback. We, you know, we love opportunities to improve and, you know, what you guys want to hear and different things like that. So again, make it constructive. Right. So, um, 
everything is anonymous. Uh, we don't announce who sent us this question or anything like right. that. Um, and we definitely, you know, want to continue to grow our platform and use this to be helpful. So that's our goal as well. So just let us know. And with so, that being said, yeah. signing off. Right. So be safe and be well, everybody. Thank you.